0: The AMA Moving Medicine podcast highlights innovation and emerging issues that impact physicians and patients today. Hello, this is the American Medical Association's Moving Medicine video and podcast. Today we're joined by Dr. Rachel Villanueva, President of the National Medical Association and a Clinical Assistant Professor of Obstetrics and Gynecology at the New York University Grossman School of Medicine in New York and she'll be discussing ways to reduce hypertension and improve health outcomes in Black communities. I'm Todd Unger, AMA's Chief Experience Officer in Chicago. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Villanueva. May 17th was World Hypertension Day, which serves as an opportunity to recognize and address how hypertension disproportionately affects Black communities, in particular women. I'm going to say when I first saw this statistic, I thought it had to be wrong that more than 50% of Black women over the age of 20 have high blood pressure and nearly 50% of Black women over the age of 20 have heart disease. Those are startling. Um, What are the factors that you see that underlie numbers like those?
1: Thank you so much for having me uh, on today. I think it's such an important um, topic to discuss. And those numbers are, are startling. And it's startling for the Black community in general. We have to underscore that, first of all. Both men and women are, are disproportionately impacted. And I think many of the same reasons we saw COVID um, disproportionately impacting the Black community, the same reasons hypertension. So that would be the social determinants of health, where people live, work, play, um, whether they have access to quality health care, uh, nutritious foods, healthy green spaces to exercise, um, also structural and uh, systemic issues. Um, our health care system, unfortunately, is not the most equitable system. And so there are people who um, face challenges. And in our community, there is bias and racism against um, people of color in the healthcare system uh, who receive, uh, quite frankly, just different care and substandard care. So all of those things factor into, um, the disproportionate impact in our community.
0: Now, one thing, uh, and it just may be my own personal experience, but I think of high blood blood pressures kicking in a little bit later in life, 20 seems pretty young. Is that uh, that unusual?
1: It's not unusual. We're actually seeing uh, younger and younger individuals, even some in the pediatric age range uh, with hypertension. And it's really based on their um, access to nutritious foods, um, are they having more processed foods that are high in sodium? Are they exercising? There are a lot of schools that have even eliminated just regular PE, right, regular physical exercise for students. And really, kids are, are at the computer more nowadays. I mean, we all are, even during the pandemic. Um, so all of these things really contribute to the fact that we are seeing younger and younger individuals impacted.
0: Now, I know this because I've seen other work that AMA has been involved with on the blood pressure point, but another surprising thing to most people is just how many people are completely unaware of the fact that they have high blood pressure. And how do we end that kind of lack of awareness and and make it more visible to folks?
1: Well, I think what we're doing today is just highlighting how, what the numbers are. I think when, when people hear the numbers of 50% Fifty percent of women over the age of twenty, black women over the age of twenty. I think most most women in their twenties don't even think they're at risk for high blood pressure. So really, just educating. I think awareness is so important, and highlighting highlighting these numbers and making this conversation commonplace and common knowledge. I think is 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 important.
0: A big uh, effort that's underway right now uh, that you're personally involved with is called. Release the pressure, and that's a collaborative effort between the AMA and other healthcare organizations, including the NMA. And its goal is uh, to make sure uh, uh, that Black women are aware of and doing something to support their heart health. Why don't you start off by just telling uh, a little bit about why you got involved in this initiative?
1: Well, I think, again, awareness is so important, education is so important, highlighting the statistics that many are unaware of. Um, So as president of the National Medical Association, which was founded in 1895 to promote Black health, um, to make sure that our community had equitable health care, it just perfectly aligns with the mission of our organization. I think it's also so important, and we know how important it is for individuals of color to see uh, representation in the people that take care of them. We know that impacts how well their health outcomes are, how, how well they'll do, how well they'll adhere to, to um, treatment plans, and their overall patient experience. So NMA being part of this uh, coalition is, 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 is one of our priorities. Personally, as an OBGYN, I, we also know that the Black maternal mortality rate is three times that of white women in the United States. And we know that Black women are disproportionately dying of hypertensive disorders in pregnancy. So for me, it's a way to actually be proactive and impact the patients that I see and impact maternal health outcomes.
0: One of the things that you talked about earlier in terms of uh, this disparity a lot of factors contributing to this, one is clearly around access to care. Um, what What role do you see that Playing in this hypertension crisis and, and what can we do to address that?
1: I think we know that access to uh, quality health care is critical to end disparities. I mean, and I think that's across the board for any any disease that we're talking about, whether it's hypertension or COVID, we know that access to quality care is so important. Um, and we just need to continue to advocate for the fact that healthcare care is a human right. I think we we, we um, as physicians, we know that we have to be able to um, have patients um, have access to us to be able to take care of them. Um, and we need to ensure that we have people that are insured, that they have quality hospitals that they can go to in their in their neighborhoods, but also addressing those social determinants of health that also so greatly impact someone's health and ability to, to to uh, live a healthy and well life and also addressing issues of our workforce and whether it is shortages of providers in urban and rural communities and also the diversity of our workforce, making sure it reflects the people that we're taking care of.
0: Curated from more than 3,000 major newspapers, magazines, and journals, the AMA Morning Rounds newsletter delivers the top stories in healthcare right to your inbox, Monday through Friday. Subscribe today and check out all the AMA's free newsletters at ama-assn.org myinbox. That's ama-assn.org myinbox. Now, historically, there have also been barriers that prevent women from you know, being self-advocates in their health care. Talk a little bit about what you see as some of those top barriers and how all the physicians out there can create the kind of uh, space for dialogue uh, in their exam rooms to address that.
1: Yeah, I think it's so important for us to remember that patients come to us to get care, and so we need to be sensitive to them both culturally and their lived experiences, and for physicians to understand that not everybody comes from the same background. Um, I think it's also important to understand again that we have an inequitable healthcare system, and that some people have faced discrimination and bias in the healthcare system, um, have a mistrust of the healthcare system based on how they were either treated or their the historical. Um, knowledge of of experimentation on their community, all these things really factor into whether someone will trust what you're saying or will even come in to get care at all. So I think we as a, a healthcare uh, community need to do a better job of instilling that trust in in the Black community and continuing to advocate for equitable care for them.
0: When you're having a conversation or when a physician is having a conversation about hypertension with a patient, what do you, what do you want to make sure that they hear from you?
1: I think uh, first is, is for them to understand what their personal risk factors are um, and how important prevention is. Because once you have hypertension and once it's causing damage to other organs, we're, we've already um, we've, we've, we've uh, lost half of the battle. So it's really understanding those modifiable risk factors and really understanding those statistics about how cardiovascular disease is the number one killer of black women. I think most women are more concerned about cancer um, than they are about cardiovascular disease. And understanding that hypertension does not necessarily make you feel bad to be causing damage, to be causing um, uh, issues with your vision, kidneys, heart. Um, and leading to heart disease and other uh, chronic diseases. Um, and especially uh, for pregnant people who are, who are thinking about becoming pregnant, I also want them to understand how much this can impact their ability to have a safe and healthy pregnancy. So so prevention is, is really an important part of the conversation that I have with all the patients that come th- through my office.
0: I think there's one more surprising thing that there are also links between mental health and heart disease. Uh, obviously a big impact then you would expect coming out of something like a pandemic. Tell us a little bit more about that connection.
1: I mean, definitely the mind body connection is very strong. I think we as uh healthcare community probably have underestimated that in the past. And we're really realizing how much that um, stress, anxiety, depression can impact um, st- or stress hormones can impact high, high blood pressure can impact even um, premature aging in black women, a concept that they call weathering, um, that uh, your social and economic and just the factors in your, the stresses in your life can cause you to prematurely age and predispose you to chronic diseases. So really understanding that that's that's a large, um, not a large part, but a part of the Release the Pressure campaign is mental health, um, self-care, and understanding how important those things are to keeping you physically healthy as well.
0: Dr. Villanueva, thank you so much uh, for being here today and sharing uh, this important information and your perspective. For physicians looking for more information on the AMA's Release the Pressure campaign, you can visit releasethepressure.org. We'll be back soon with another moving medicine video and podcast. You can find all our videos and podcasts at AMA-ASSN.org slash podcast. Thanks for joining us. Please take care. This has been Moving Medicine, a podcast by the American Medical Association. Subscribe to other great AMA podcasts available wherever you listen to yours or visit ama-assn.org podcasts. I'm Todd Unger, and this is Moving Medicine.